Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence again this evening. Lord, tonight I would like to speak on the fifth spirit of God. I would like to try to show how this is a very important spirit. It's the spirit of might, but we don't understand it, I don't believe, the way we need to understand it. So I'd like to discuss it in regard to, uh, for example, why was the sin of Adam and Eve so important at that time? What, what did they break that allowed them to be cast out? Because everything has to be done by judgment, is by the words of God. It also... The words are law, as it says in Psalms 119.142. So why is it that they were cast out? <clears throat> it says in Genesis 3, 1, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not, you will not surely die. For God knows that in a day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Well, let's stop there. Well, I want to go one more time, uh, a little bit more, it's, uh, because it's kind of important. It says in verse 6, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant for the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were open, they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. This is important to understand. It's the fifth spirit of God that they are breaking the law of, because the law of God is the might. The might of God is that all things, when he sends out a word, it will always come back to him, and it will never come back void. And you can get the feeling of this uh, by considering the work of the... Um, Seventh, uh, excuse me, the fifth archangel. His name is Serakiel, and he's the holy angel who provides over the spirits of the children of men in accordance to the laws of God. Accordance to the laws of God, and he presides over the spirits of the children of men. When you die, what is, what is, where, where's your spirit going? Your, your body stays, but your spirit goes. Your soul goes to another place. So, it's that law that they're breaking and what they're breaking is they know that they're naked without knowledge why do they know that they're naked without knowledge what did they do that they didn't get it and the answer is something we do we believe that we're entitled to go to heaven even though 
the Lord has told us in this day in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, that many who say, Lord, Lord, didn't I cast out demons in your name? Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I um, uh, heal many in your name? Well, I'm saying that because if they, these who did those good works, are found to be lawless by God and cast out from him, what do you think the normal person is? How much danger are they in? Especially the ones that follow these ones that are lawless, that God calls lawless. And why are they lawless? And the reason is that they've, they have forgotten the way of Adam and Eve. See, it said that all the trees were good for food. What is food for? You have to understand, you know, Jesus tells us something in uh, Acts, I mean, excuse me, in John 6. When the people, um, you know, when, when the people uh, went over, when, remember when he fed the 5,000 people? That's what John 6 is all about. He feeds the 5,000. He gives them the bread and the fish that's blessed in heaven. Blessed by heaven, uh, the words that are in heaven. He looked up to the firmament and then he blessed it with those words that rule over us. We're to be judged by his words, John 12, 48. So we're talking about the words of God, not your words or my words. Only the words of God have the authority to do what he sent them out to do. And when they break the law of those words, it's going to be catastrophic for us if we break that. Because we don't even know right now what it is. It's like Adam and Eve were deceived by the serpent who knew. And he, it was terrible. He knew the, the truth. He was a cherubim, my cherubim, watching over the stones, which was given the work for them to do. You know, the, the fiery stones in heaven he was in charge of, which was all of us and all the works and all the things God had planned for us. So that's why he said he had the authority to say that they was not surely die. In you know, the way that simple word is. Now, do you see the difference? He's talking about die in the way of the languages of the earth. See, Jesus was walking amidst the garden and teaching them in line by line, precept upon precept, is the way you learn the knowledge of the words of God. Isaiah 28, 9-13. These people, Adam and Eve, didn't pay attention. They were growing with the Lord. God showed Adam much because he gave and brought the animals to him and he enabled him to name them. He gave them the work that they're going to do. So he knew that he was learning the difference between clean and unclean. But he didn't have the knowledge of the works of God and so forth. And the plan of God, the kingdom, and all that. And now all of a sudden, with the tree of knowledge and good and evil, he knows these things because what they were was they're the manifestation manifestation of the fifth work of God. It's just like the fifth day of creation. You can see this when you uh, begin to understand in the creation account when he's talking about the sea creatures and so forth, he made the sea creatures, the living creatures in the sea. And he, he uh, made the, um, let me get to it here in my computer screen. I want to read it to you carefully so I don't get this wrong for you. <clears throat> he said, um, in the fifth, fifth day of creation, he's saying, then God said, let there be uh, waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. 
there's so much in there that we don't grab. First off, the face means the authority. And in the firmament, he'd already told you on day four that he put the words of God that ruled over us. So the face of the firmament has the, the words of God on it. That's what they're ruling over us and giving us and guiding us. And the, the birds are symbolic of the Spirit of God that flies across the face of the firmament, waiting to teach us and guide us in the way. That's why a dove came, landed on Jesus when he was baptized, to guide him in the way. And the, uh, the sea creatures, the, the fish, he gives us in John 21. He says, go and feed my people with this. It's like the bread and fish he gave to these people in that day. And they desired, when, when the Lord tells them uh, in uh, John 6, uh, he's saying, let's read from 25 to about uh, 28, and we'll catch on a little bit more, 29 maybe. It goes, uh, it says in verse 25, it says, and when they found him on the other side of the sea, they'd ate the bread that caused them to be stirred up. The knowledge of the, the bread was um, blessed from heaven with the Spirit of God because his words only come with the full measure of the Spirit in them, John 30, 34. And so when he blesses that bread in the way of the Spirit of God, it's just like the, the bread in the temple with the lamp shining on it for seven days. It's going to give them and increase them in knowledge and wisdom and desire to seek out instruction of God. That's what the bread was. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, you do not seek me because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Why? The bread is desire for instruction. They ate that bread that was blessed with the Spirit of God by the Lord to stir up instruction. It was given to them in the way of the words. And it was multiplied before them. They saw the, the miracle, but it wasn't the miracle that did the fact of causing them to chase after him. They wanted more instruction. It gave them the desire. The Spirit of God was in that food, and it gave them desire. That's what Jesus is saying here. And he says, you did not seek me, because, not because you saw the signs, the miracles, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. See, they ate the bread that are filled, and... Uh, then they collected up the leftovers. So it means that those people had filled themselves up all they desired. And that bread worked upon them because God never gives it any less than the full measure. So he caused that to stir them up. And he said, uh, but he says, do not labor for the food with perishes. That's the food we eat every day in our lives. Because this food because we have not sought the words of God in the time of the end that we're in, which we're going to be judged by the words of God, John 12, 48, and we're not seeking the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of his words, as we're required to do according to the instruction of John 17, 17, and Joel 2, 12 to 20. We're supposed to be set apart from the world, sanctified, that means, away from the world by uh, seeking and receiving the knowledge of his words that enable the good works because the words are enabling us to understand how to communicate to God our desires for his promises to be enabled. Jesus used the bread here. People don't want to believe it, but he did it. He tells you right there he's doing this and that's the result it's giving. And he says, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. What is that food? The food is the words of God. 
And he tells us in John 5, 24, if we will hear the voice of the Lord, which means discern the words that he is speaking, and believe on the promises of God the Father that were prepared from before the foundations of the world, then what's going to happen? We're going to have eternal life, and we're going to pass through these judgments, which is this great tribulation that's right at our door. Without that, we're not going to pass through. He says, because the, he says, um, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. The Lord sealed, the Father sealed him and sent him into the world. Deuteronomy 18, 18 and 19 tells us, Deuteronomy 18, 18 and 19 tells us that he was sent into the world to make known the words of God and to bear witness to them. Jesus testifies to that in John 18, 37. He says, I was uh, sent into the world to bear witness to the truth, which he tells you in John 17, 17, is the words of God. So you can see that Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, Jesus' testimony in John 18, 37, and his instruction to us in John 17, 17, all correspond and absolutely agree with one another. In addition, it says in John 12, 48, we are going to be judged by those words that he spoke to us. And in John 15, 3, he says we are cleansed by those words that he spoke to us. And Paul writes in Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, that indeed we are washed clean by the water of the words. Water of the words. Do you catch the water, the, the fish are in the waters? And the Lord says he's going to make you fishermen of men. In other words, the words are in us and they're like fish swimming around in us. And the Lord says he's going to cause us to be fishermen's men. Because we're going to stir up the words that are in them because they got scriptures. Everybody knows of the Bible. And I know some basic scriptures. It's, we have it in songs even in the world. Sing songs about the Bible. Taking messages from the Bible and sings them. But everybody knows something. And when he pulls those words, what happens? When you fish those words out and get the people to begin to understand them, they change. All of a sudden, if they become hungry for the words, they'll seek after the instruction. So when we give them bread and water, cold water, we give them cold water's correction. Bread is a desire for instruction. And the cold water gives them a desire for correction. Desire to seek out the knowledge of truth. And, the, and, the, and the, that desire, the cold, mixed with that bread, is an interesting thing because it gives them that stirred up desire to seek them out. These people chased him across the sea even though there were storms. They came around and, and came to him and he taught them. And this is what he was teaching them. <clears throat> now, he says, then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And this is a great answer. Jesus says very clearly something wonderful. He says, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. What did Adam and Eve do? They didn't believe what the Lord was saying to them. When he was walking with them in the garden, he told them what they could and could not do, and they would not believe him. Because they violated that, they were violating the word of God, which was being taught to them. The words were open to them to be taught to them. And they rejected the knowledge of those words. And they were rejected. What happens in Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19? He says, when he sends the words into the world, that if they will not uh, believe, he will hold them into an account. 
And he had to hold Adam and Eve into an account from the beginning, and that is our example. Because the words of God were opened at the beginning of the day of the Lord, which happened in 2003. It says in Zechariah 14:7, at the beginning of the day of the Lord, will begin with light in the evening. Do you know that Jesus fed these people in the evening time with the bread and the fish? In the evening, we're supposed to make his words known to all those in our house or all those who have come to us. Jesus did that. In the morning, he brought them, they, they sought him after for knowledge. He bore witness to the words in the evening, giving him an example. I think we have teaching. Shared bread and fish with them to their fill. Showed them the works of God. And that's what these people, this is the, you know, they want to know the works of God. What should we do that we may work the works of God? In other words, we want to, we want to multiply the, the bread. But they didn't catch the meaning here of the instruction being in the bread from the eating of the bread. And if you talk to people today, many of the pastors of churches can't understand that the bread, even though Jesus is telling it to them clearly here, the bread, the spirit was in the bread because he put the word into the bread by blessing it and looking up to heaven when he did it and then handing it out to the people and it multiplied. When it multiplied, it made clear this is the works of God because all works of God are done in truth, which is the words of God. Psalms 33, 4, John 17, 17. So we should know these things. He says, therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? He just gave them the work of the bread and the fish that night. What work will you do? Our fathers ate the man in the desert, and as is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. They don't understand what that bread did. They, he just explained what the bread did, and they didn't get it. They don't understand what the manna did. The manna was given a desire for instruction, and they were a rebellious people just like that people and like the people today. They do not want to hear the knowledge of truth. They do not realize they're caught in a snare without the knowledge of truth. Luke 21, 34 to 36, and you'll find the snare in back in, he says in Luke 21, 34 to 36, that all people are caught in the snare. Then he tells you what the snare is in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13. It's a lack of knowledge. What's the lack of knowledge? The lack of knowledge of his words. The set apart holy words that give you eternal life. The set apart holy words in John 15, 7 tells you that you can have all that you desire. See, that is a gift of God, the might of God. God, and, and what I'm trying to explain here is something very important for us. What, let me get to the heart of this. The heart of this is Jesus was working with Adam and Eve in the garden in the way of the first four spirits. Every day he was coming and giving them counsel. He'd, give, he'd walk with them and help teach them. But they wanted to jump to the fifth part. That's where the devil got them. See, they don't want to walk in the way of the four spirits. If you go to Zechariah 6, the Lord says the four horses, the four chariots of horses that come out from heaven, give strength, give rest to his, his spirit on the earth. His spirit on the earth, what's it do? The first spirit is what? The first spirit is he separates us from the world, separates us from the works of uh, I mean, it separates us into the words of God and away from the words of the world. In other words, sets us above all that because God's words are higher than our, the, our earthly words. His words and thoughts are higher than ours. But he wants us to speak in the pure language of God. Read Zephaniah 3.9. He says those that are set apart are going to all walk 
when one shoulder in the pure language with the pure words pure speech Jesus said in John 8 43 to 47 that the people don't discern his speech because they cannot discern his words so he's telling the four spirits give strength the first four horses the way of the four spirits give strength to his rest in other words you begin to grow to the point where you can uh, find the rest of God because he says they're giving strength, meaning they're leading you to that place. Adam and Eve, and the, the devil caused them to jump over, and they jumped right to the mic. They jumped right to the fifth spirit. They went over. They didn't consider to obey the Lord who would have guided them there. He wants us to come to rest. He's telling you in Zechariah 6, if you work with these four spirits, I will guide you till you will come to your rest. The seventh spirit. Because he's got to guide us through how do we understand the words and begin to do them and, and give examples of that. Then he starts showing us the way of the might of God, the power of the fish, what is in there. In other words, what is in those words, the great fish? What is in the spirit of God that enables us, that flies across the heavens, to enable us to understand the great works of God in the times and so forth? Because remember the seasons and all that are up there in the rule of the heavens? But the fish is kind of separating us from the world by the law of God. It shows us the difference between the world's science, the world's laws, the world's ways, and us, the words that are in the, the sea. He tells you in Habakkuk 2, uh, in, in verse 9, he's, he's given us a great uh, teaching. I think it's 2.9. Let me pull up to it. Yeah, here it is. See, we have the world system has built the, the city of Babylon, the whole world. See, the whole world is under one management. It's under the crown trust management. They control every treasury. They've already divided all the nations up. They have a secret law of the sea treaty, which all the leaders of the nations gave over their sovereignty and gave over their real estate, gave over their people to them. You don't know this, but that's what they've done. And... So the queen and them are controlling the city. In other words, a city is made of laws, is made of ways, is made of uh, things that they allow and don't allow. The merchant system and the rest of it. So we, you know, we're working with a fiat currency and they're going to crash that. And people tell you, the devil tells you, I mean, the Lord tells you they're going to do all this stuff. They're going to bring it all. And people won't believe me because I work with these people. I understand. Um, I work with some of them. and What it means is, I understand what they're doing. I understand about the global genocide program they have. I understand that they're going to take away the sovereignty, that they're going to bring a religious war, all these things. And many people have told you this. I just happen to know it for absolute certainty by exposure to it. So anyway, the point is God tells you this in the Bible. Read Matthew 24, 21 to 22 and Mark 13, 19 to 20. We have no excuse. In addition, what we're doing, we're allowing them to destroy the fish. We're allowing them to destroy the air and the birds. All these things that we're allowing them to do because we're allowing them to put the chemicals in the air and all these things are not good. The FDA is not working to help you. They're working to destroy your immune system. The government's not looking to really replace Obamacare. They're working on the same program. They have not changed the Crown Trust program, which says they're going to destroy the people and they're going to reduce the population. I mean, even the population, they're going to reduce to drastically low numbers. But even then, they're going to cause it so they don't want people to live more than 45 years. 
while they want to live forever, basically, by doing this robot thing and so forth. Their, their artificial life and all this stuff that they're trying to do. So <clears throat> we're working against ourselves in this thing. And but God's spirit, understand that the, the waters in the sea, and that's what I want to tell you here in Habakkuk 5. Let me get back to my thing. It says, Behold, is it not of the Lord, in verse 13, of hosts, the Lord of hosts, the Lord who's in charge of all particles, that the peoples labor to feed the fire and the nations were themselves in vain? Otherwise, he tells you in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, because he knows, just like it was with Adam and Eve, that they will stumble and fall and fall backwards because they, they can't withstand all the temptations. And because of the temptations, Jesus says it's impossible that we, we will not offend others because we're, we're bringing the, the knowledge of truth and they don't want to receive it because the spirit of the devil is working so hard to block knowledge. He doesn't want you to receive knowledge because he knows that if we get it, knowledge of good and evil, we will choose good and we will bring forth the Garden of Eden again. And he'll be out. He'll be cast out. And he won't have any authority. So he's trying to block that knowledge from awakening. But it says that the, the Lord made a promise back in nine, uh, uh, Isaiah 11, 9, back in Numbers 14. He's saying, in, in here again in uh, Habakkuk 2, 14, he says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. As the waters cover the sea. And what did he say in the blessing? He tells, this is in uh, the fifth day, he says, uh, let me just read it, uh, Genesis 1, 20 to 23. It says, then God said, let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. The firmament of the heavens has been given all the words of God. So the Spirit's going to make those words known to us. That's why we must. That's the law that says in, in uh, Proverbs 1.23, we must to turn to him and ask him to pour out his Spirit upon us and to cause us to know his words. Those words are available to the Spirit. So it says, So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves and which, with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And see, the, the, what he's saying is we, the waters in the sea. <laughs> you understand what they're saying? The, fill the waters in the sea. The waters in the seas. The waters is, is the set-apart words. In other words, let the people begin to set them, the words of God apart so they come out of the seas to the dry land. He wants us to come to the mountaintop, which is the firmament. And let birds multiply on the earth. Fill the waters. Let be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters in the seas. And the people will get the words because we're of the waters. And he says that we'll come forth. Remember he told us he took the, the particles out of the waters, put them into the earth, and we'll come forth. And he said that uh, if we do this, let the birds multiply on the earth. In other words, let the Spirit of God come upon the people. Good spirits. The trouble is, this same law is giving us, the devil is saying that if, if he can begin to do this, 
He has the authority to continue. Because God said that word right there, let birds multiply on the earth. Because we chose to allow unclean birds. Noah had to bring them, um, bring them with him, as it says in, in, uh, in Genesis. They had to come forward, the unclean birds. Because there's a work to do. We must choose. We must overcome the world as is required in uh, Revelation 15 for us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We'll stand before God after we overcome the world. We must do that first. Then we'll be raptured up. But we must enter his kingdom first. We have to change. We have to select what we got here. But if you, if you pay attention to this, and Jesus goes on in, in uh, John 6 and tells us something similar to this. Um, first remember, and he says, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent, which means you follow the way of the four spirits. When you show me you can do that, then I'll enable the might of God to be given to you. In other words, it'll be given you the full authority over the seven spirits. Right now, what do we have? We have the former rain. And the seven spirits will be one day at a time. But the sun's going to be seven times brighter in his kingdom because the full measure of the Spirit is given to us. That's the might of God that unlocks then the knowledge of God and the way of rest. It unlocks the sixth spirit and the seventh spirit. we got to get through the first four first. Back in 2010, in, uh, I think it was 2010. Yes, it was. In 2010, I think it was the month of June, God gave several prophetic words. He's given it many times since then. But he gave a very dynamic one that went all over the world, which is ride the four horses. I want you to ride the four horses. They're waiting and ready, but nobody's riding them. Because we do not follow the way of the four spirits, which is the same failure that Adam and Eve had. They jumped to the fifth spirit, eating the knowledge of good and evil. Where was those trees at? They were in the middle of the garden. Well, it was symbolic of the garden. God made that garden. And which is, he said in Romans 1, 18 to 25, that the earth was made to, to be uh, a symbol. In other words, it, it testifies of him, of his Godhead and of his power, eternal power. And so we see that that's what he did. He put the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life in the middle. Now, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is like the fish. Because the waters and the seas, the waters is the good and the seas is the evil. And we have to overcome evil. That's why waters are going to cover the seas. Good is going to overcome evil. And then we're going to get the spirit. What is spirit? It's spirit and life. You read Deuteronomy 6, 4, 9. He tells us, and Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21, tells us the same, that if we teach his words in the evening time to, our, to all those in our houses, that, then God will answer that. He will cause knowledge to be made known. That's why he said it's evening and morning. In the morning, he makes known his judgment, makes known his word. In the evening, what we ask will be done for us. He teaches us and grows us. He came to them and was teaching them. So, <clears throat> these people in John 6, he came to them like that. Look what Jesus says when he said, um, he says this in 63. First off, he tells you that his words are spirit and truth. Okay? And we, we have to understand this. He goes, here's what he says in John 6, 63. He says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. In other words, the world 
profits nothing. It's the Spirit. When the Spirit enters us and we begin to understand the flesh, we begin to understand the, the word truth, the word life, the word, you know, like the bow and these words, and we understand that. That because these words only come with the full measure of the Spirit of God in them, John 3.34, then we have life. He said, the spirit of life and the flesh produce profits nothing. The words of God that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. See, life is doing things and bringing joy and bringing glory to God. Because if we set ourselves apart by the words of God, and we'll come in, he'll pour out the spirit of truth, which cannot enter those of the world, according to John 14, 15 to 17, and 2 Corinthians 12, 1 to 4, we will see that these words enable us to progress to the sixth spirit, which is the knowledge of the good works of God that brings forth the kingdom. And as we do this, and as we do the way of the words, in the counsel of the Lord, and gain the authority to speak in the might of God, to enter his kingdom and speak the might of God, then we'll bring forth his kingdom and we'll come forth and uh, obtain rest, which is, you know, we'll enter the millennium. All the others are not going to enter the millennium. You have to understand the wicked are, are going to be cast out, the complacent are going to be cast out at the end of the bold judgments. So what I'm trying to show you tonight, and I believe I've shown it to you, if you listen carefully, the birds are representing the spirit. I think we all know that the dove is symbolic of the spirit, but this is why. It's all representative of the fifth spirit of God, which is spirit and life. We gain life by the might of God. He raises us. Jesus said God will raise him up. He did the way of the four spirits and testifying to all of us and did, you know, doing the work, giving understanding to us and, and fulfilling the work of of dying on a cross and giving his blood so that the temple veil would be torn. The temple veil is when we go into the Holy of Holies and receive the words of God, which is the might of God, that gives us spirit and life. And truth. See, Jesus asked God in John 17, 17, set those apart as holy, those who come to your truth. In other words, make them come to your truth which is what the word of god make them come stir them up he asked god for a compelling event see he he fulfilled all the offerings in reality the offerings are a right in other words we have to do the offerings but not in the way that blood was required or any of those but he's done the work to give us the authority to receive the blessings with the offerings, well, the offerings were given for the purpose of receiving the words of God. All that was open to us by Jesus' sacrifice. So we can argue about the technicalities, but the reality is all these works are done in truth, which is the words of God. So everything we desire in an offering is done by receiving the words, going forth, being doing of the doers of the words for the purpose only of giving glory to God. It is not our job at this time, in the harvest time, to do vengeance. Our job is to bring forth the glory of God. The harvest of the people, that's the glory of God. The angels celebrate over every person that is saved. Everyone, no matter how bad they are, everyone that's lost, celebrates that. 
Look at Nebuchadnezzar, as terrible as he was, and so forth. And he, by what he went through with the plagues and stuff, he came back and he was smart. He praised and declared that God was holy, the greatest God, and all those. There's going to be many people sent out in the plagues. It's going to be like the ten lepers. How many are going to come back and give glory to God? Because that's the end of it all. What's the end of it? If the end of it is Habakkuk 2.14, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And that's what you want to do. You want to come out from the evil. You want to come to the knowledge of good, which is what he's trying to get us to do, as he says in Psalms 14.2 and 3, Psalms 53.2 and 3, Isaiah 28. Um, 9 to 13, the law of knowledge, he's telling us that. In Psalms 14, 2 and 3, and 53, 2 and 3, he's saying, he's always looking down from heaven to see if anybody understands, if anybody does good. Because if we do the good works, you're going to bring forth the glory of God. He will guide us to that step. Jesus is willing. He's trying to get us to know the words, understand how to do them, and understand what the counsel is, what the laws and basic formalities of them are. And then we'll go into the might of God, which is... Think about the might of God. You think you have science today. But God created and multiplied the bread. Don't you want to know how? Why those particles came? Where did they come from? How was the blessing enabled? That's the might of God. When you can understand these things. You understand how particles work. They think they do on earth today. They don't. Solomon was more wise than they are. And Jesus was the wisest. Please understand, everything's going to be different. And we have to come out and understand these things. But the first thing we need to know is, what is this fifth spirit of God? Do not make the mistake of acting so entitled because God told us in Micah 6, do not walk except humbly before him, seeking to do good. If it's needed for anything else, God will make it known. His word will go before us. But, Right now, we're not walking that way. We have to walk that way. We're not even teaching his words in the churches, and they're going to come under the punishment. The Lord gave us a great warning. He said he's already sealed the remnant. What does that mean? It means that the remnant's sealed. That means the people of Israel have been judged. And it means that he's going to sprinkle his water on the... He's soon going to sprinkle his water on the remnant. And they're going to be, begin to see the knowledge of the words and turn to them and start believing. Starting with the tribe of Judah. Please, we have to come out now. This is the time the Gentiles are supposed to take the word back to Israel and they haven't even received it. The words are open, it's recorded, and the knowledge has been made known. Do not make the mistake of trying to grab the might of God without truly understanding the way of the four spirits and doing it. Adam and Eve lost the garden for that. You don't want to be lost like that. Korah wanted to jump up to that level. And God took the earth and opened it up and swallowed them. And he was so convinced because he understood the words, understood the understanding of them, understood getting counsel. But he wanted to jump to the next level. God hadn't appointed him to that. So he, he was so brazen, he stood in a tent door with the other guys and, you know, of his own tent with the candle burning. Candles representing the light of God, meaning this, the Spirit of God, the, the, the spirits of God pouring out. And the first spirit, one candle that he's holding, the cistern, what's it doing? It's, it's separating light from uh, dark, good from evil. And <clears throat> like his first horses, uh, the red horse goes out. The red horse is that first spirit like that. 
and it's doing its work and it's separating the people good and evil and that's what it's always doing on the earth the white gives knowledge the black gives the the knowledge of evil so you can turn to good and the white gives the knowledge of good you want to turn away from evil and choose good but the law of the law of knowledge is that they'll go forward they'll see the evil and desire to turn good we should be seeing the evil right now the government formed the fda in 1948 for the purpose of destroying our nutritional value of our food and we've allowed them to succeed dramatically and it's even being made known now that cdc is controlling all these vaccinations and stuff they're admitting now that they've put that green monkey stuff in the uh, you know, and toxins and diseases and everything else in the vaccines. It's now on record this week. It's open to everybody. Just go to Natural News and look at it. The documents are there showing that the government did this. I've been saying since 1997, they're spying everywhere in your house that the electrical utility lines is reserved for just internet for the uh, the CIA and the NHS. And they, they control all of Microsoft, uh, microprocessor software and controller software that goes into these massive chips that the, the big companies built because the big companies are controlled by them. And what happens with it? They can shut off your, you know, you can have your computer, it'll look like it's shut off, but because it's plugged into the electric utility line, they can get into it. That's their internet. They can go in there and they have the programs allow them to take the stuff off your computer, you access your camera and the rest of it, and you don't even know it's turned on as you turned it off. But they can turn it on and look at it, but you don't see the lights come on because the program doesn't turn the lights on. It allows them to listen, allows them to do all that stuff on a PC, on a refrigerator. They were doing this with set-top boxes and all your security alarms and movie stereos and everything else is a camera system. People should know that. I've told that since 1997 they were doing that. People didn't understand what the LEDs do and how far they'd advance because they're tied to an electrical line. And they only see electrical wire and they think, oh, that's not an internet. There's no optical fiber. There's no... Yeah. Now you know. I've tried to say it. Now they're seeing it because those documents, Vault 7, came out and said so this week. And I've been saying it since 1997, what they were doing. I was working with these people. Lord, I pray that you will help us, that we will understand the might and what the responsibility is and how powerful that fifth spirit is. And Lord, it rules over your law. And you tell these people are lawless because why? They're rejected just like the Adam and Eve. They think they know it all. And they don't know the way of your seven spirits. They don't know the way of the four spirits. And they're not doing the way of the four spirits. And they're not hearing your words. Therefore, they don't have a right to your law. And when the words, when the light is taken out of the world, they will not be able to access the fifth spirit at all. And Jesus, it says in the uh, Revelation 8, the seventh seal, that while that morning comes and this judgment comes upon the people, that he will only take into you, into the Father, the, the prayers of the saints, which are the ones that are set apart to be, because they were set apart, sanctified holy by your truth, your words. And the people don't know the knowledge of truth and they don't understand. They're not going to make it. But they believe they are. They don't pay attention to the seventh church, which is a culmination of all six churches before it. And we were supposed to learn by them. Seventh church means they have rest. In other words, they look back and learn from those other ones and do good. But they're not doing good. They, do, they, they, they look at the very first church where had, where had the opportunity words, but they didn't take it. And so they lost all that knowledge. 
And so that's where we're sitting today. Lord, help us to understand these things. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.